0: I am coming online here today to record the last podcast episode of 2020. Thank goodness, right? Can you believe it? We're almost at the end of this incredibly disruptive, incredibly surprising, incredibly unusual year. And so many of us are thankful that it's over. And... And it is so important that we learn from it because stepping into the new year, we want to bring more proactive energy, more go-getter energy, the energy of planning, the energy of envisioning our goals and dreams and making them happen. Because 2020 pulled out the rug from underneath a lot of us and caused a lot of us to be reactive. And that's not a powerful place to do anything from. When is the last time you saw a boxing match at which the person was on the back feet on their heels and won or was able to you know, compete successfully? It doesn't happen. And it's so important now that we take some time at the end of the year to transfer our balance and our weight towards the front of our body, the front of our stance. And we do that by making plans, by having inventory of what worked and what didn't work in 2020 and being very, very clear, not just where we're going, not just where we are wanting to go, but also about what it is going to take to get there. And that is a key distinction. That is the key reason why so many, the vast majority of New Year's resolutions fail. They don't even see the light of February by the time people are giving up. And why is that? You know, this year I have spent a lot of time learning all kinds of information and processes and strategies around productivity and efficiency and work and rest and recovery. And really, I'm a geek about that because that is what I really appreciate about achievements like mountaineering and climbing big mountains. It's not something that you could do just on a whim, and it requires planning, and requires strategy, and it requires persistence, perseverance, and commitment. So the data that I have seen shows that at least based on gyms, fitness gyms, and how much a new membership they see in January versus, you know, in February and how many people still come and visit the gym after they sign up for the membership after January. Of course, next year is going to be different with COVID, but taking kind of the last however many years of data, the trend is clear. Something like I don't know exactly how how many, it varies by the gym and the research piece, but something like well north of 50% of people that start the year saying, okay, this is the year I'm going to do X or I'm going to work out and I'm going to be healthy. They don't show up after the end of January in the gym at all. They've already failed. They've already given up. So I I really wanted to encourage all of you to take some time before January 1st to get some clarity and some plan. And it doesn't have to be, that's that, That's another piece of what I've learned. It just doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to take a lot of your time to actually plan and execute it. But really having a plan for planning is what I'm trying to say here. Having a plan for How often are you going to sit down and review your goals and your plan? And how often are you going to reevaluate and readjust and reconfigure yourself so that you are still on track? How often are you going to measure your progress and decide whether or not you should change anything or you should double down on something? That type of strategic mindset is very helpful, and it is the only thing that will keep you from falling off the bandwagon. It's the plan for the plan. In my program that I'm leading right now, the Product Executive Accelerator, we have spent... Mm, the first month, so we spent November getting very clear on people's vision and the underlying values that drive that vision three year and beyond vision. Then December was all about figuring out the plan, figuring out kind of backing down, reverse engineering 12 month goals, six month or 12 month goals, and then putting together a very concrete, specific plan on how to get to those 6 to 12 month goals. Now, January, come January 4th, we're going to be working for a whole month on actually implementing the practice of regular planning. And by regular, I mean something that I've learned from all of these productivity systems in the entrepreneurial world is what really works well is having a annual plan and then having every quarter, having a quarterly plan, then having a, you know, and as these periods get shorter, you're also planning for shorter periods of time. Then you're planning weekly every week. Then you're also reviewing your daily goals every morning. So by the time you get to the daily goals, because you're so clear on the big picture, those daily planning sessions don't have to be more than a couple of minutes—three, four, five minutes. Literally for me, it's it's taken me anywhere between, you know, three minutes. To eight minutes on kind of the longer side. If I have a really, really busy day, and most of this has been just taking things off my plate, not setting myself up for disaster, to where you start with a day and then you try to take on a week's worth of work during that day, and then you can't even go to bed because you're so dissatisfied and so anxious that there's still so much work on your plate. So, Setting yourself for success in those periodic planning sessions is extremely important. And that is the difference between you staying on track, you keeping that precious motivation. The motivation from what I understand from all the research I've read is a little bit like that ignition, that initial push or fuel that you get to start something, to start on the path of whether it's your health journey, whether it is, you know, Uh, something that is uh, more work-related or personal-related in nature. But that initial spark, that initial motivation Mm -hmm. is very finite. It is very precious because it is limited. You can only get excited about getting up at 5 a.m. and going to the gym for an hour for, depends on who you are, probably at most a month, right? And then you're going to start getting bored, you're going to start wanting to see quick results. And Maybe in the beginning, because you're seeing those kind of low hanging fruit results, you're going to feel sore, you're going to get like visible muscle gain or weight loss. But then as things progress, the better you become, the healthier you are, the smaller the differences that you're going to serve. And that means that you're not going to have the same type of initial high that you got in the beginning. So it's very very important that we are able to sustain ourselves with the time period that we are targeting. So if you have goals there are six months in nature, 12 month in nature. it's it's literally setting yourself up for failure if you expect to just ride off the New year's high as backed by the data of most of these resolutions failing. So you need a plan and you need a planning process that allows you to plan for these inevitable setbacks, boredom, dry periods that you are going to encounter. So if you take one thing away from today's podcast episode, it is the importance of planning and the importance of the planning process. And again, there's two supporting principles that I'd like to introduce, but I'll probably make additional podcast episodes about them separately in the future because they're both so, so important. Part of my studying productivity methods with the likes of Brendan Bouchard, Alex Sharfen, and Evan Pagan, and all of these kind of big name entrepreneurs out there, is the importance of the morning, the morning hours, the first couple of hours after you've woken up to set the tone for the day to get yourself on the right foot again this is similar to what we discussed earlier the importance of of getting up with your energy leaning forward as opposed to falling back on your heels and being in the reactive mode so the importance of the morning ritual and the morning time that's one principle another principle is micro habits and the fact that you don't want to set yourself up for failure by putting in those unreasonably large chunks of time for anything that you're doing. And that includes planning, just like it's very hard to sit down and not get up from your desk and stay in that focus zone for more than an hour. You know, research says like our focus zone is for an average human is between half an hour, 45 minutes to on the higher end, two hours, but that's really pushing it. That's really somebody who's trained their focus really well. So if you're telling yourself, okay, I'm going to sit down for five hours and I'm going to crank this out, then it's going to be unrealistic because it's not going to, you're likely not going to be able to achieve it. Just like when you see a mountain, a big mountain like Denali, you don't say, "Hey, I feel great. I feel really strong. I feel I'm gonna be able to run up this mountain right now and just get it over with." No, <laughs> that those mountains are climbed in a matter of weeks, and they require months and months of preparation. So that's that's something to just keep that's something you need to keep very close attention to because the more you set yourself up for these unrealistic goals and these unrealistic expectations that somehow your motivation is going to carry you through, uh, the more you collect evidence that you are not able to do something, or you're not able to be successful at something. Whereas if you put in these processes and systems in place, What's going to happen is that you're going to start achieving results and you're going to be able to predict some of those results or at least predict the pace or predict the way that you're going to be achieving them. Very, very similar to those of you in technology dealing with product and product roadmaps. Very similar to that, right? You don't want to put in like 500 things on your roadmap, all of them achievable in the first quarter because you know that. People are not going to believe it, and you're not going to believe it. And when you don't believe it, you're not going to do it. Better to put realistic yet stretchy goals. I tell my group of amazing women in the accelerator that they should aim for about 75%, 70 to 75% reasonableness or achievability. And about a third or twenty-five percent at the very least stretchability in their goals for the time periods that they're planning them for. So, to recap, the areas of practices or support structures that are that are going to be that are going to be supporting you are morning ritual, micro habits, meaning chunking things down to doable things doable chunks every day and a planning process or a routine around planning and constantly checking in and reconfiguring so with that in mind i i wanted to wish you all and you know this this is very interesting i i believe that i have a unique <laughs> Some, something that I'm just realizing is actually helping me a lot in my own ability to plan well. And that is my birthday is almost at the end of the year. I just had it yesterday. That was December the 29th. And having a birthday that's so close to the end of the year really forces you to kind of synchronize your planning and your reevaluation and your journaling and your of these these periods of checking in with yourself and what you want. But you don't have to have a birthday that's around the new year like I do. And by the way, yesterday was a fantastic day for me. My family made it so, so special. They woke up again early in the morning, even though we had done it the day before, to go to a frozen lake. It's about an hour and a half of driving distance from where we live in Portland we had an amazing kind of snowshoe, just romp around the lake, a nice hike, and then we went back, and there was just, ah, oh, it was so beautiful. You know, it's very, very important that you plan for these periods as well. I, for sure, for sure, planned them, I, I, I planned for that day to be off for me. I literally didn't check email, I didn't look at my phone, I saw some of the texts coming my way, but I haven't yet checked my messenger messages or seen my Facebook. I just plan to be completely off the grid to allow myself this time with my family and this time of celebration and that is also the beautiful part about being intentional with your planning because you can plan for recovery, rejuvenation and replenishment periods as well. So I wish you an amazing, amazing end of the year. I wish you a fantastic new year celebration and may 2021 bring us all the joy and all the love and all the health all the recovery and all the opportunities that we can handle and all the love as well. Thank you guys for being part of this community and I will see you in the new year.